Welcome to the Mockingcast, the podcast of Mockingbird Ministries, an organization that exists to connect the Christian faith with the realities of everyday life. As always and ever, I'm Scott Jones, your host, and we come to you usually on Fridays, but this week we will not come to you on Friday as it is Thanksgiving weekend and we will not be doing our usual show. But this is a special Thanksgiving episode and it's coming out on Thursday, so maybe it's your post-dinner listening or your breakfast cleanup listening, but Sarah Condon and I had a conversation about the nature of the Thanksgiving table and what it tells us about ourselves and the Lord's table. Before we get to our conversation, though, we are going to share the audio of a video from the Evolving Out Loud website, which describes what Thanksgiving feels like for a lot of people around the dinner table. Well, I'm aware that if I start off the night by talking about what I do for a living, that I will get everyone to give me some approval and love because I'm under the illusion that I'm not love as is. I'll start off the conversation by telling everybody here that I had a really good career this year. Kyle, I can sense you're asking for my love, but I won't give it to you. Obviously, you saying that really is more painful for me because you've raised me since I was a little kid and that caused me to believe that I get my sense of happiness from your approval. So at the moment, I'm under the illusion that I really need it and I can't breathe <laughs> unless you give it to me. So I've created an identity by helping you understand how life works. And if you go off and become independent, I believe that my identity is going to die. I just feel so much more love and connection from my friends. Ouch, man, I, I could let her choose to have her feelings, but I'm gonna make that about me and how much I hate myself as a mom right now. What did you just say, honey? I'm choosing to rebel against this family. And we're choosing to be in denial about that. Oh. <laughs> I'm aware that if I fake laugh, it'll create the illusion for you that we're a fun place to be. <laughs> That's true, honey. Mm. You know, you're a teenager and, you know, you should be able to do your thing without it meaning anything about us. But I'm going to choose to make it about us. I'm going to choose to double that. And we are going to be hell for you. <laughs> I want to disconnect myself from all this emotion with alcohol. To disconnection, to drowning your pain. Pretending that everything is okay when it's not. This family is crazy. Mm -hmm. But the real problem is that I'm in complete resistance to the fact that this family is crazy. Mm -hmm. I could allow everyone to just do what they need to do, but instead I'm trying to control the situation by diverting conversation to this weird man. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Carrie. I'm running away from a long list of problems that I'm trying to hide from all of you. And if I keep smiling, I know I may impress you and I'll achieve my goal of getting into Carrie's pants. Mm. Well, tonight I have learned a lot of habits that I will have for the rest of my life. I choose to use alcohol to get me to that place. Sarah, you're a grandmother who was resilient as hell. <laughs> you're in the process. Just uh, 
on Thanksgiving Eve of making her jello salad. How's that going? It's not going well. It's actually so the official title of the jello salad is green stuff. In the south, people have jello salad recipes and it will be known by the color of the jello you use. So some families have green stuff, some families have red stuff, some families have purple stuff. So our family's green stuff. It's not going well and um I I could google it. And probably get uh, better instructions. But I have the card, the index card that my grandmother wrote it on in her like depression era handwriting. And I refuse to look beyond that as a resource. And since my grandmother uh, died, let's see, our daughter is, so she must have died almost three years ago. Um, I can't call her. So, and my mom's not much of a cook. I mean, I, I guess I could, I could call my mom, but I feel like I don't want to go beyond the card. So I've yelled at my husband. That has not helped. Um, he's been super gracious cause he knows I'm frustrated. Um, yeah. So now we're doing this. Your husband is gracious, but you know what? You're gracious because <laughs> he still owns the cargo shorts. He d- hey man, I love his cargo shorts. <laughs> How? In what way? <laughs> Because so you don't know this about me. So fun fact, Scott, my father wore cargo shorts my entire childhood. Now, there were not many men wearing cargo shorts in the 80s, but my dad found them from some outdoors company and he wore he still wears them. So for me, they're like the symbol of like fatherhood and husbandry is like, you know, you're in cargo shorts. Well, then I it, it, that I, I will never I I will never be an adequate father husband. That's good because <laughs> I had like yeah I've had like two pair in my life. I told you, and you said the white linen ones don't count. Yeah, they don't. And they were like a golf short kind yeah. of thing. No, and no, I no, won't no, even no, that count. now I won't even play golf in shorts. I did that as a younger man. Like mm. I had no sense of protocol. Mm. Uh, so all right, let me just say this before we get into the meat of this short episode, which is not going to be long, but um. Because I could talk to you all evening and, you know, I sometimes get a chance to do that off recording. Someday we're going to have the unreleased Scott and Sarah tapes, but. Oh, like, man. Those, yeah, are, yeah. those are those are illegal. Sarah yeah, uses yeah. a lot of expletives in those. Yeah. Um, like shucks. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so, but let me just say in the next coming weeks, your book is coming out. I mm-hmm. saw the cover day. And. So in a couple of weeks, the mocking cast, someone you you will not be on the roundtable. You will be the exclusive guest because we just want to talk about your book. But right now, we want to talk about Thanksgiving. Our listeners just heard uh, what I think is many of our Thanksgiving dinners. At least if anyone has um, a tinge of middle class privilege in their lives, uh, it, it, I love the rawness of that video. Uh, Lindy sent it to me this morning, and I was there, maybe yesterday morning, and I was thinking, this is really what everyone's thinking. Like, oh, I would show you love, but you cost me <laughs> some, some existential things personally, so I'm withholding for my own validation. Right. Yeah. I'm disconnecting with alcohol <laughs> to disconnection. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. I loved, I actually thought that the insight with the parents and the teenage girl was really fascinating. Like that they, um, you know, everything that she said, they were like internalizing. They were like, we know this isn't about us, but we're going to make it about us. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was brilliant. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Lindy and I are eating dinner. It's so nice. Our turkey is uh, percolating. It's gorgeous. You guys are Uh, doing a turkey. Yeah, I mean, so I think impressive. Yeah, but I think we ordered it from Flavor. 
That's I, I don't care. Still impressed. I'm still so impressed. I've never done but a turkey. We, but we cooked we cooked a turkey in the oven last year, and the year before that we cooked one in a turk in a fryer. I oh love that. Oh my gosh! Did you drop it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seals. It. Oh, it's so succulent and juicy. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing. It's like it, you do feel like you're like in a different world. I mean, like because like something could catch fire, you gotta right. put it way out in the backyard. Right. I think it's um. How are so? How will you like? Are you with family tomorrow? Um, a little bit. So we we have friends that we're doing Thanksgiving with. They're actually parishioners. Um, who are friends? You know, in seminary they tell you not to be friends with parishioners, and that's such a load of bull hockey. Um, I totally think you can. You can say bullshit. It's after. <laughs> it's nine o'clock right now. PM. My, my my grandmother, my alive grandmother, might listen to this. So hi, Mima. I don't want her to. Mima, does Mima yes. listen to this? Uh, she might. Who knows? She's with my mom. My mom might play it. So who knows? I'm, I'm a fan of Mima. Mima, if you're out there, <laughs> I'm a fan, a big fan, a, a big fan. I'm a big fan of Mima too. I remember um, asking you what when you were sitting in a synagogue considering yeah. marrying your Jewish boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you said Jesus was three like rows back, and mm-hmm. clearly said to you. You don't belong here. Mm -hmm. And I said, What did Jesus sound like? Did he sound like Brad Pitt? And you're like, No, he sounded like my Mima. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. If if I hear Jesus' voice, I'll know. Like, I need to meet her because I'm like, If I'm walking down the street and I hear your Mima and she's not around, that's the voice of Jesus. (laughs) Then you know. Then you know. Yeah, so we're gonna we're, we'll be with friends, and um, and we did this Thanksgiving with these friends at our house last year, so we're gonna be their house this year. It's gonna be great. And this girlfriend just is so, she's so much more of an adult than I am. Like she like had a turkey recipe, and she like knows how to make gravy. So she's like technically doing all the hard things. I'm bringing like the probably not very good Jello salad. I made good cranberry sauce, and um, and I'll make good mashed potatoes. So, yeah, that's that. But it's, it. you know, it's funny. I watched this video. So so the one family member we have coming in is my brother, um, who I adore. And uh, my parents are going to be in the Delta and Mississippi with family. So my brother's in New Orleans. So he's driving in here. And um, I, I when I was watching this video, I was thinking, oh, I don't have to do any of that tomorrow. Because <laughs> we just, you know, I mean, and you and Lindy, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. I mean, we've definitely had moments like that at you know at meals before but um yeah but 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 you do don't you in the sense of like you i mean lindy before we were dating we were and this is one of the things that endeared me to her most and she told her family this so some of whom listen so (laughs) this is fully you know she told me i can quote this whenever i said to her are you on home for Thanksgiving? She's like, oh, no. I don't need to go to Michigan to feel bad about myself. I can do that in the comfort of my own apartment. <laughs> so I think, I think, but on some level, right, we talked about this last week, you know, on Friday on the roundtable, like, we're all born into the womb of original sin. And so whether you're with the people mm-hmm. that were, you know, who you are both, Victim and victimizer in relationship with sure. your family, yeah, 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 for sure. Or whether you're doing the friend, the friends, yeah, hashtag hoping to be adulting at some point, like you know, like, right? But, but you that that scenarios I'll play. You're still the person, like you're carrying all those wounds with you, mm-hmm. and it's a sacra, it's a social, it's a social civic sacrament. Mm. 
You know, like, so how do, how do you make it to the table? Yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's a great question. I think uh, lowered expectations is always how I function in situations like Thanksgiving or any sort of really intense family situation. I also think there's, and it's probably too late for this, but there's something so beautiful about inviting people in from outside your family. Like, Amen. I, I mean, some of the best, I mean, we had a Thanksgiving, gosh, I was in college. So it was my poor, the poor Jewish boyfriend. He just keeps getting brought up and he's a whole chapter in the book. So I, I do feel badly about talking one more time about him, but um, I feel jealous. I get a couple references, but I don't get a chat. In the next, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get a chapter. Get a chapter. We didn't know it's a, I'll get a chapter. So he, um, so he had this good friend who was Israeli, who had been in the Israeli defense army and um, was, was, studying with him at university and um and he invited the friend to my parents house so like we were all there for thanksgiving and so this um this young man's name was adam and he was adam sitting there and we were all going around the table um saying what we were thankful for and he said in all sincerity and of course the irony of hearing is somebody from israel he said um i'm so thankful that the native americans uh gave uh, the white people, their land. <laughs> and it was like, it was like this beautiful moment of like, just of, of levity and also just an acknowledgement of sort of the pain of the holiday. And yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it, and we have, I remember one time my parents who were such wild cards at Thanksgiving invited this random guy from our church. Literally, like we went to the Thanksgiving day service. This guy was there. My mom's like, let's invite him. So he brings his wife. They show up. We've never met this guy before. Before. And before we even start dinner, he says, do y'all have a Bible we can pull out and read a few chapters from? And my parents looked at each other with such deep Episcopal wasby horror. And my mother said, do we have a Bible, Owen? So like, those are like the, my favorite Thanksgiving moments, you know, just complete, like complete outsiders coming in and sort of throwing a wrench into the family machine, right? Yeah. I want so badly to Thanksgiving with your parents in Mississippi. I've only been to Greenville and Jackson. So both good places. Yeah, Greenville. Yeah. Uh so okay, the ethical challenge. We don't often end with ethical challenges. Mm. Uh on the mocking has Carl Young says the greatest ethical challenge may be accepting yourself. Like viewing yourself as the stranger. And I think the challenge, I think, for most people coming to the civil, secular, sacramental table tomorrow, whether it's with family uh, or with the family just in their head and echoing around in the ears of their soul, mm. is like, hey, on one level, I could say, hey, I'm just, like, 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 I can reduce myself to the worst moments of the hard development of years. Or I can say, hey, I'm... I'm a new person. I'm different. But I think the self-acceptance, the integration at a moment is saying, hey, um, Simon used this at Picanto, as PZ says, I am at the same time loved and human. Hmm. And accepting our humanity at the table, at the secular civic table is maybe uh, the secular parable of the kingdom that happens at the Lord's table, the table for sinners. Hmm. Excellent. Well, there we go, Sarah. We, you know what? We've done a lot. We've said it all in 12 minutes and 48 seconds because we got the piano off our back. I mean, we're not carrying David. 
Happy Thanksgiving, David. Happy Thanksgiving, and to all the Zolls. <laughs> it's great to talk with you. Good to talk Happy Thanksgiving. You. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Mockingcast. Next week, we'll be back to our regular Friday schedule. And if you like what you heard, please consider going over to iTunes, giving us a rating, maybe even writing a review. It really helps. We exist because of your generosity, enthusiasm, and support. For that, we are eternally grateful. This podcast is produced by yours, truly Scott Jones, ably assisted by my associate, David Peterson. Have a great holiday weekend.